So are you going to introduce this or? Go ahead. The floor is all yours. Okay. Hello everyone. My name is Catherine Cordova. I'm currently the technical director of Women's March at UC San Diego and I'm joined with um, a couple of my peers here. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Scarlett. I'm the vice president of Women's March um, here at UCSD. Um, next up will be Jin Ho. Hi, I'm the interim president for the organization. I'm also producing and editing podcasts, hearing her voice. Hi everyone, my name is Suri Nsunza. I am the creative director and fundraising chair for Women's March San Diego at, at UCSD. Great, thank you for joining me. Oh, I appreciate your time. And the reason that I brought us here together is just during my genetics class, uh, my teacher, she loved to highlight a, you know, someone in the STEM field a week. So I remember her talking about a particular scientist named Ben Bars and just talking about how he transitioned to um, male and just like talking about the discrimination that he faced versus when he identified as a woman and now as he identifies as a man. So let me just give you a brief background on who he is. And um, unfortunately he did pass away in 2017. So um, let's just go ahead and talk about his past experience. So Ben Bars was an American neurobiologist at Stanford University. Um, he transitioned to a male in 1997 and became the first openly transgender male in the National Academy of Sciences in 2013. He discussed that he experienced sexism at an early age. So when he presented as a female during his time at MIT, he solved a difficult math problem in class. And a lot of his uh, male students um, that were surrounding him just kind of gave him a hard time. And the professor even accused him of saying that um, his boyfriend solved the problem and he was not the one that solved it. And after transitioning to um, male, he noticed that people who were not aware of his trans transgender status treated him with more respect and they often took um, his research more seriously because he was a man and they also thought that the name that he identified as a female was his sister's name. So they would just kind of like diminish the, the um, name Barbara, which is what his female name was. And they were just like, wow, it's so much better than your sister's work and just give him those comments. So we could straight out see that, you know, the difference between being a male and a female in the STEM industry. And I think this is just something that like really touched base with me because I'm, you know, a minority in the STEM field. You know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet with my future, but I'm hoping to go into medicine. And I think this is a barrier that needs to be broken. So that's why I just wanted to have this conversation. And just like, you know, after hearing that, what are your guys' opinions? Like, what is your natural reaction to, you know, his life and just his experience? Personally, as a woman, I, in science, because um, I also do research, I do, I do sometimes see that um, women don't get a lot of credit um, and it's unfortunate. Um, I also was taking a class um, on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and it was brought up that they actually did some research and tested out um, and observed that even though they would put a resume, they had two resumes that were the same, one of them had a male name and one of them had a female name. It was exactly the same. And 
every single time they would only try to contact the guy instead of the woman. So I thought that was very interesting. And there was also a TED talk about um, this woman who was asking the question, if I say the word scientist, what comes up in your head right off the bat? And of course, I, I thought about a white guy with big gray hair and with glasses. I was like, you know, scientist. And, you know, she made me realize that you're already thinking about a male. Did you ever happen to think that it could possibly be, it, it could be a woman, you know? You never really actually think right off the bat that it's a woman. So that was actually very interesting to watch so I encourage you guys to watch it um but uh they also brought up that most of the time people don't have anyone um, they think that scientists are people who are too smart they have a different life they always study but in reality scientists are also people who like to go surfing who like to do activities and it's just someone like you and me you know so um I think it's it's also um, hard when you don't have people around you that are scientists telling you, you know, it's something that it's common and anyone can be a scientist. That's my perspective on it, that we should make it known that there's actually more women in science rather than men and all work is good, not, not because it's a female or a male that it should be discredited. Um, I'm going to say I'm pretty disappointed, but not at all surprised. Um, I think um, even though upon reading upon Ben Barnes, I did it. There wasn't they didn't really discuss the transphobia that could have gone into um, potentially the way they were perceived in like academia. But they did say that, like it says, like everything about like feeling like um internally they felt strong as a boy and that like made them feel empowered um and like it was exhibit in their behavior and I guess like even in STEM is often perceived as like a male dominated field so to still kind of fit in those spaces and still feel discrimination is um not at all surprising um but fortunately um their work and due to their memoir we get like more exposure to what it was like um, so yeah that's kind of all I have to say sorry for me like I'm the only male in the panel but interestingly where I majored in which is biology has a lot of females from what I thought compared to what a STEM field like stereotypes are in UCSD but when I see my friends in computer science we call female coders like fairies in Korea because they're so rare so it's like a mystical creature <laughs> So that's kind of like shows that like, you know, we don't really expect them to be there. And then if they're there, they should be taken care of. They are like delicate creatures or like delicate people, which is like kind of condescending in a way. In the reality, it means maybe you don't fit here. You're not the normal here. So that's what I like personally felt that might be like a slight discrimination that does not seem like it, but actually it is. Yeah, and I remember hearing... Um a riddle and it was like not a riddle but just like a saying or like a question it's like a father and his son 
go driving somewhere and they get into a car accident and the dad dies right away but the son goes into the emergency room and the doctor takes a look at him and, and is like wait i can't operate on this person this is my son and then it goes to the question how is this possible do you guys know the answer it's a woman it's his wife yes exactly and the thing is that like I asked that I was so I was like wait how is this possible because you know when you hear doctor you naturally assume man you not naturally assume a male and uh, like Jen Ho's laughing but I I told that I asked that question to my mom and to like you know my siblings and we all like we're like wait how is this possible and we all realized that we have eternalized you know sexism in a way you know we not but when you say nurse you automatically think female so do you see the difference you see that like natural response that we have because society is built on these natural roles that you know certain people have to play or certain genders have to play because you know it's in our nature so it's like that definitely was really eye-opening for me as an individual like to be like, oh my gosh like I want to be a doctor but yet I'm over here assuming that you know every single doctor is a male like that just doesn't you know that just doesn't isn't good so it's important to like acknowledge that you do have that you know eternalized sexism because you know it, you're shaped by your environment and just by other people's opinions but it's important to educate yourself and get out of that habit you know I myself never really like paid attention to my stigmas never really paid attention to my biases but my little sister she's definitely been handing it to me because she's really um just active and just really resourceful as a young, you know, 13 year old, young 14 year old. And it's just really like inspiring to see her and just her like time and like she's trying to educate herself on topics that, you know, we don't really talk about. And now she's opening my eyes to see, you know, my, my flaws and how I can correct them and how I can be more respectful of people. So that's why I feel like this, that, that's what inspired me to have this conversation is because of self-reflection and, because of my little sister. So shout out to you, Melanie, you're hearing this. That's very yeah. interesting. Oh, sorry. Go for it, sorry. Um, I was gonna say it's very interesting to kind of talk about internalized misogyny because a lot of the like remarks that I've gotten have mainly been from like older women. I think sometimes when I was I would volunteer at the hospital, they would kind of assume that I wanted to be a nurse. Or sometimes they would kind of, and at the time I wanted to aspire to be a physician. So it was a little bit of a backhanded compliment. And oftentimes, like even at like in domestic spaces, like I was at home and I was just hanging out with my family and my aunt's like, at your age, I was doing this. Um, so I, there isn't really oftentimes in certain like um, households and like play, people of color, they're not really allowed, women aren't really allowed to have fun or just like really value their education. Sometimes it's kind of like, oh, kind of put into the space of sticking to the gender role so it's it's a little odd but yeah like the riddle just brought up a really good point I was so shocked about the answer I was like you know scratching my head why that could be the case but interesting but I think Catherine just brought up a really good point on like how her sister is all cheerful and you know all promising about the new world but there's this transition that happens, like when you are all hopeful that you can do what you want, you can be an astronaut, you can be a scientist, but there's this moment when you feel like, oh, am I not destined? Like, should I not do it? Like, when were you guys' time when you felt that like a wall happening in your life? 
I honestly I'm think that's so all the time. I'm sorry, Catherine. I feel like that's all the time. Like I sometimes have imposter syndrome. Like, you know, I go into a room and I'm like, you know, like what if like I say something wrong and I sound so uneducated or what if I just, I'm not good enough or they're just smarter than me. They have to be smarter than me. And it's like, no, I actually, you know, have an education, you know, I know what I know and you know what, the floor is all mine. You know, it's like you, you can't, feel like you're not good enough and that's kind of like something that I personally struggle with and um, that I'm working on and then there are a lot of discouraging factors um, like for example in high school my counselor told me um, that I would not even make it to college and that why would I even want to go to college and and it was surprising because I actually had a good GPA and I had all these extracurricular activities and a lot of like community service hours so I was very confused as to why he would tell me this but he just basically told me that they're just stay at home mom you know I and you know even in college, I felt like they would be like, are you sure you want to do medical school? You should try and like do something else. Um, how about you do something easier like sociology? And not that I don't like sociology. Um, I just, that's not what I wanted as a career choice. So being pushed something else that I personally didn't want, um, that basically was very discouraging for me I don't know about you guys for me personally I find myself a lot of the times on Wikipedia I'll go on Wikipedia and I'll look up like Albert Einstein right and I'll look up all these you know famous like scientists and I realize that their parents are always ed really highly educated individuals you know who maybe have an influence on their you know education and I have to sit here and I think about myself and I'm like is is this not intuitive for me because I lack like that brain, like that science brain that I need because of like maybe genetics, because of maybe my family history. Like I start thinking about, okay, you know, my family, we, you know, I'm like second generation. I, you know, we've only been in the U.S. for so long, but we were from El Salvador and we grew up what, just like tending the crops and, you know, being stay-at-home moms and stuff like that. And I'm like, what if my brain isn't developed yet? Like, what if my brain hasn't reached its evolutionary capacity yet because of my background? Because maybe my parents' lack of education has an influence on my, you know, um, grasping point and it's like really sad to think about that like it's really sad to like compare myself to people who have been here for millions of years and have gotten really high education and then I myself am like okay like what am I lacking I'm probably lacking you know my parents my parents weren't ever good at STEM you know my parents aren't STEM majors and it, it helped it like kind of makes me self-reflect and yeah, I deal with a lot of imposter syndrome as well, like Scarlett said, and it's just really sad. And I think the saddest point for me was like hearing my grandma say, you know what, if I would have gotten the opportunity, I would have been a scientist. Like I would have gone, gone out and been a scientist. Like, and it's sad because she never had that opportunity. Her dad, you know, believed that she needed to stay at home 
and she needed to cook and clean. And that being like my great grandfather, like that just breaks my heart. Like, you know, then I'm like, okay, what would he think of what I'm doing now? Like, would he approve? Would he be like, no, Miha, you need to sit down. You need to stay home and you need to cook and clean for your kids. You know, so it's just like really sad. And I think the Latino culture does have that stigma around it. Like, you know, Latinas need to stay home, need to tend to the men and that's all they're good for. Um, for me, I think one of the instances that like stand at, at home, it's um, because of the lack of resources to education. My parents have always been like, oh, whatever you want. Come on, let's let's see what we can do with what we have, um, despite those limitations. But I think one of the biggest like standouts to me was like junior year of high school. I worked really hard on this Spanish project and Spanish is kind of one of the languages I know, like aside from I learned them English and Spanish around the same time. But um, I worked really hard on this project. Um, to translate it was like a presentation in Spanish about MMR vaccines and autism um, and I worked really hard on it and at the end of the, um, my presentation my Spanish teacher who was also of Latin American descent and she was a woman as well um, she was like oh wow you did so great you did it in the style of so-and-so student who was kind of like her like she had a she had favorites in the class and it was a boy who worked really hard he was a friend of mine so like after all that work I did to kind of do outside research and it was something I was passionate about, it was really discouraging to like all of a sudden all my work being compiled to someone else's credit who had nothing to do with it at all. I don't know, like after that moment, it kind of like, I still push forward in the class, but like it just felt very odd. Like why, why would that even be like an issue to bring up? Now, now more than ever, I kind of tried to unlearn that kind of both Catherine and Scarlett have mentioned kind of this idea of imposter syndrome. I've noticed that a lot of my male classmates will just say whatever, even if it's incorrect, they'll kind of just be able to speak their mind. Um, and there really isn't any harm in doing so. Like I have to, we as women need to like unlearn that and kind of give ourselves the space to make mistakes in order to like get solutions rather than um, the worst thing that could happen is um, we're wrong and we can move forward and learn better I don't know I thought that was a little bit odd but hopefully um that isn't something that happens to other students and hopefully we like with our org can help students feel more encouraged in those spaces I think that's a good point Suri though that you brought up that us women feel like we can't do a mistake because automatically we'll be judged or like oh yeah she's a woman no wonder we didn't turn left when we were supposed to turn right you know oh it's a woman driving you know something something we always are you know very cautious and I feel like I constantly have to be tippy toeing on um not being wrong so I think you brought up a good point because it is true even in class I I sometimes hold myself back from asking a question not because I'm scared to ask but I'm scared to ask the wrong thing I fully agree with that the funniest thing is that sometimes we're right and then we look back and like I should have said something and it's yes. so sad too because like we can never excuse our behavior as females right like we always have to be perfect but if a boy does something stupid oh it's just a boy being a boy boys will be boys you know and it's sad how we like just shrug it off like you know boys can do this boys can do that boys can you know because it's a boy doing it and it's just really sad because I feel like it all comes from just like a lack of knowledge. And I think it's important to like educate 
one another on how to be literally equal like how to look at people equally like it's as simple as that like our problems would all be solved if we just simply did not see you know gender like we did not take like we did not form biases against it you know and I agree with you too Scarla like when I'm the only Latina in my classes or in my discussions I'm like oh like they're gonna be like oh look there's the dumb Latina you know doesn't even belong at the school here go cook and clean girl because you're better at doing that than you're better at learning here and that stems from my personal experience with my roommates telling me look you're just a workforce like go home you know and it's like it's so sad but it's like the reality and I feel like it's important to just have those conversations and have people be really open-minded to one another's opinions as well when I look at other people and hear you know my friends views it's like they know we're trying to do is promote equal not like trying to say that woman is superior compared to male it's like we're just wanting to have equal ground for everybody but you know it's like an airplane seat. Somebody is so huge, he goes over a different seat, but he's going over that seat. He should be staying on his lane. So like, we're just telling the man to, you know, just stay on your lane. Like we're not trying to, you know, like decrease it. We're not trying to overcome your boundaries, but like, we just need to have a space on our own for women. I feel like that has been deprived for most cases. And also like, I just want to highlight this, like uh, there's this podcast named Brave Not Perfect by Reshma Saljani. She's the founder of Girls Who Code. And she just like highlights the fact that Zuri makes, like we should be brave. Like we should not fear to be perfect and, you know, excel at everything. That's what tripped people up. We should just be brave and just do something and just don't be afraid to fail. And it's a really like easy statement to say and like how to act on it is definitely different. But I feel like that's a behavior that we should be having in the future i i i think more so um on the brave thing it's it has to deal with the fact that i mean me personally as a latina i feel like if i say something wrong that they're gonna be like oh typical it's this latina who just grew up in the ghetto doesn't even deserve to be here it's like she's gonna fail anyways you know so i think it's more so the fact that we don't want them to you know think that they're right i don't know about you Catherine. Yeah, so I think talking about bravery and we're like on this topic of being brave, um, I think another perfect example of someone who was so brave and just broke barriers down for women and specifically black women um, or just women in color in general was um, Katherine Johnson. Have you guys watched Hidden Figures? the movie Hidden Figures. Yeah. So she was basically, oh, Jinho, you need to get on that ASAP. But she was a mathematician who um, whose calculations of orbital mechanics as a NASA employee were critical to space flight missions. And um, she basically was the first female um, Black woman to work with all these men engineers. And in the movie, you can even see like she experienced a lot of sexism. And it was during the time period of just like discrimination and, you know, only Blacks being allowed to use Black and white separation. So um, she dealt with a lot of barriers during her time, but that never prevented her from you know, moving forward with her goals. And she was just there to do work. You know, she never let the racism define her or the sexism define her. And I remember like in the movie, they always refer to her as girl. Like, oh, did the girl check the calculate? Like, um, she has a name and her name is Miss Catherine Johnson, you know, like it was just so sad to hear them be like, oh, you know, the girl, the girl, the girl, like just kind of, it was really condescending in a way. And 
Um, so she, they would hold meetings, the engineers would hold meetings discussing the calculations that she was doing. And they were like, nope, no girls are allowed into the meeting, sorry. And that didn't stop her. She kept asking, she kept asking, and eventually she didn't make it into the meeting. And I think that's just so brave. And, you know, she's the only female in that environment. And just, it just showed a lot of bravery from her standpoint. And I think that watching that movie definitely encouraged me and was like okay wow like you know maybe I can really do anything because you know there's out here women breaking barriers for all of us yes I I remember watching that movie and I literally cried I was um a little upset seeing how all these um white men couldn't solve one equation and she did it right off the bat like super quick and they were like you know you can't drink from our coffee or they were like you know the girl like you were saying um but at the end of the day this girl was the one who solved the calculation you know (laughs) so I think just because she's a woman it doesn't mean that she can't and I think for all our listeners you know it's something that you should keep in mind just it doesn't matter if you're a female or a male you can do it and you should keep pushing for it because at the end of the day you don't know how much you're capable and what, you know, your abilities are and how much you can contribute to help something, you know? So I think we should all just be brave. Yeah, I completely agree. I think what I took a lot from that film um, was like the persistence to kind of make a space for yourself. Like if it's oftentimes you could, especially as like us Latina women in here, um, it's very important. You can feel discouraged by being like, oh, my like family wasn't able to get these opportunities or a lot of people will kind of make remarks that will be very discouraging. And it's kind of like, oh, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm doing all I can, but I think uh, a point of encouragement for me, at least, it's kind of this like, oh, if there isn't a space right now, I can make a space for myself and then like hope that other people around me are able to enter those spaces. And with those spaces, we can expand and kind of break those barriers for a lot of women. What do you guys think, what will help this problem? Like, what will help this discrimination? You know, like, how can we as individuals take steps now that will help future generations not have to deal with these issues that we face as, you know, female STEM women? I think breaking the whole gender bias um, is the first step, you know, like how you said about the riddle, you, you <laughs> off the bat, just think um, it's a male and we shouldn't think like that. Like all nurses are female. No, you know, anybody can be anything they want primarily, you know, if, if you want to be an attorney, you can, if you want to be a doctor, you can, it doesn't matter if you're female or male. And if, you know, I know that there's a lot of stay at home dads, you know, who said that you have to be a female to stay at home. It's a 21st century, you know, and I think it's up to us um, to just uh, keep pushing those barriers down and get rid of that bias and just um, keep moving forward. Um, I think it's important to have males as allies. I think oftentimes when we view this approach to feminism, it's kind of like um, only the people who are marginalized by it um, should be advocating for it. But in having men in those spaces, they can often use their privilege to help uplift women's voices as well. So I think it's very important to do that because um, toxic masculinity affects, or mis- the patriarchy affects everyone. So therefore, everyone who is affected by it um, should kind of fight against it, even if they benefit from it. It's important to make sure that everyone's at a playing field where they can enter spaces such as STEM. 
I agree. We just need to unite. This cannot be done by one person promoting equal rights. It should be done by all parties. This includes men and women. And I just love to have these discussions for me, like, like all these discussions let me know more about things. Like, for example, the movie, like I know about the movie, but I didn't uh, watch it yet. So that's on my homework list. But also hearing these like personal like examples from like everybody here, just let me realize that how relative privileged I am. And it's a really an asset because when I think of being an entrepreneur, a doctor or any of the jobs, like I don't really have a fear on being able to achieve for it. And that's a really a big asset. And hearing that it's not a, like not all people have that courage or have that mindset to do it. It just really shows that how our system is rigged and how we should do more things to balance uh, everything into the same level playing field. I definitely see that with the newer generation, um, their effort to break these barriers down. And I appreciate it because it's going to help, you know, in the long run. And even my little sister, we have a little brother. He just turned 13 last week and she's already educating him on who he is. Like she's already educating him and trying to correct that, you know, superiority that a lot of males feel against women. And she sits him down and she's like, look, you need to understand you're not better than women. You need to understand your role. Okay. Like, and she sits him down and she educates him and she, and he remembers and he's like, no, I understand. I understand. Like, I'm not better than women. I'm not better than women, you know? And it's really cute to see that because I know she means no harm and it's, it's like adorable because they're young. So I already see that effort and that effort upon him. And I hope, you know, when he has his friends, he'll take the time and be like, Hey, you guys, like, we're not better than women. Or when they're having those nasty conversations about women and sexualizing them and looking them as objects he can step in and be like hey no women are just you know women are beautiful people like you know they're not objects for us to just take advantage of you know so i think it starts like that little by little and hopefully you know eventually we get we will get to a point where we see true equality yeah so i hope you know one day we can see that and i'm really counting on you future generations because we definitely need to see that change in case anybody's wondering about that feel free to check out our first podcast with dr anita raj she talks about how men should be saying the word not cool man and it's really important for us males out there to say that word because it's up to us to say to have the courage to say to your peers check it out Another important issue um, that I saw was doing a lot of research on just the statistics of the um, STEM field environment. And I personally feel that um, implementing diversity um, in the gender diversity in the workplace is really, really valuable. And I saw that research on individuals and kind of asked them like, how important do they think gender diversity is? And 52% answered um, really important, 26% answered somewhat important, and then 21% um, said not at all. It's not at all important to implement gender diversity in the workforce, in the workplace. And I was just like, okay, like those 21% can be a lot of people. Like that's like two out of 10, you know, like 
that is like a huge significant um, portion of people who do not think it's important. And I think once again, it just showcases like the barriers that we still need to break. Like there's still individuals out there with that old mindset of like, oh yeah, men are so much better than women and women do not deserve to be here. And I think it just showcases like, okay, we definitely need to try harder we definitely need to take the new generations under our hands and start educating them in school and just like you know help them because if not we're just gonna get worse over as time goes on and there's gonna be no improvement yeah um i i personally think that diversity um is in the medical field is very important because um it's one of the most valuable things that they've seen is to be culturally competent actually helps build a better patient and doctor. One of the reasons that um, I started the Latin Health Connections at UCSD, where we have the med students speak Spanish, so that they can talk to um, their patients here in San Diego, which is which has a big population of um, Latin patients. Um, a lot of Hispanics live here. Um, but I do know that in the previous podcast, also Lorena Gonzalez, we talked about unseen Latinas, and she really wants to push forward that diversity and have more women have leadership opportunities and roles such as becoming an attorney or a doctor because right now there's not a lot and um, if you want to start making a change and breaking barriers um, she started that initiative to start to start breaking those barriers yeah and I and I I agree with you regarding um, you know in the medical field because I remember I had to see a dermatologist and there were no female dermatologists at my local hospital and I was like um, but like, what if there's a part that I want to show him, but it's kind of uncomfortable because he's a male and it was just really like, um, frustrating because like you have to like show, or you have to be comfortable with a male when you're not, you know, it's your body. Like you obviously don't want to expose it. So it was just like a really uncomfortable situation. So if men could really stop being mean to women and allow them to be doctors more, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much. That's my little rant. Yeah, it's important to not just, we as a society have kind of like improved on diversity. It's kind of like inclusion. It's like, okay, we're in these spaces, but are we leading them? And right now there really isn't much of that. And oftentimes that can affect, as Scarlett said, like cultural competencies. For example, um, I think when my mom was pregnant with, uh, when my brother, (laughs) when my mom was pregnant with um, my younger sibling, the physician had told her, okay, we'll see you um, around next year. And that was kind of like a both sexist and racist because it's kind of the assumption that like Hispanic women tend to have a lot of kids. And so it was very interesting um, the fact that they had the nerve to say that remark, but um, also the fact that they were probably, they probably still were able to continue practicing despite like how unethical it was to make remarks like that. And we don't know what those implications could lead to um, with health outcomes. And more so also on the mental health aspect, you know, that's not very nice to say, you know, especially in front of the patient. Okay, everyone. Um, Since we're getting towards the end of our podcast now, I just want to ask you one final question just to wrap up our ideas. Um, So if you could talk to yourself in the past, what do you want to say to yourself to not like to help you not get discouraged or even for the females out there struggling right now, like what advice do you guys have? Like what words of encouragement do you guys have? Okay, I I think I thought of one. Hopefully this, um, 
I guess the one that it kind of is like a very broad one. I guess it's not being to not be too hard on myself. I think like even when like how I used to dress, I would like look back and I realized like I was enjoying myself at the time. Like I shouldn't like be too critical of myself. I think we as individuals could be our worst critics. And sometimes we need to just like embrace who we were back then because it's made us who we are now. And um, to kind of take those experiences and kind of use it um, as like a tool to overcome adversity. You know, a lot of those um, barriers, while we did face them, we could find solutions um, to see how we can prevent it from being barriers to others. I think something that I would tell myself is to not stop. That if I want to do it, just do it. Si se puede. I think that's that's what I always try to go by. It's like, there's going to be barriers. It's always going to be hard, but no matter what, yes, we can do it. So I think um, if I could have a chance to go back, I would tell myself and remind myself that even though it's going to be hard, si se puede. you can make it whatever you want to do or be in life. So for my words of encouragement, um, I don't think I could put it any better than how Katherine Johnson put it. And she says that girls are capable of doing everything men are capable of doing. Sometimes they have more imagination than men. And it's true. We do. I'm just kidding. I'm trying to fight for equality. I'm sorry. No, but if I have words just for everybody, for society in general, I think it's it's time to wake up. It's time to stop thinking about the I and the me and start thinking about the we and the us. It's we, it's us. It's how can we as a society improve? You know, we're just setting each other up for failure. It's time to wake up because I'm not trying to get religious here, but love your neighbor as yourself. Like literally like wake up, see everyone equal. Like I just think it's time that we stop tiptoeing around these issues and just face them straight out because if not, we're never going to make any progress and that's just going to hurt us all at the end of the day. So yeah, go. I'm looking forward to future generations. Maybe a message for me in the past would be, you know, Jinho, you're at a really good like relative advantage here. Like you're born as a male. You have all these nice things that you don't really feel that you could be grateful for, but you should be. And then I really want you to A, be thankful for that and B, use those resources to give back to those who need them. Because that's your that's your um, talent or that's your, what can I say? Your calling to be, help those who are in need. Thank you everyone for your wise words. Um, I think they would have definitely helped me as I was growing up, as I'm still growing up, I'm still a child, but um, thank you for joining me. Thank you for everyone who listened. I hope that this is co- these are conversations that you could have with one another as well. So never be shy to just reach out to us. If you have any issues that you wanna talk to us about, reach out to us and we would love to just hear from your personal experience and just personal experiences that relate to what we're discussing as well. So thank you for tuning in and tune in to our other podcasts as well.